Good morning and welcome to the BSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Minor. It's Friday, June the 24th. Uh, it's the end of the week and a few people are saying, I think, are we nearly there? Meaning, are we nearly there at the bottom of the market? I'm not sure we are, but that's what the fund managers are crying out. Are we nearly there? Morning, Paul. How are you? Good morning. It's a beautiful day outside. Must have been a good ride in, I would think. It was a lovely ride in and uh, quite a quick one too. Not too much traffic out there. Anyway, uh, let's crack on uh, with mining. There's quite a few things out this morning, particularly in the sort of uh, battery materials type products. Where, where would you like to start, Paul? Well, let's start uh, right off here with the Cornwall story here. Uh, Cornish Lithium. Uh, TechMed has satisfied their due diligence uh, review on uh, Cornish Lithium's Lithium Mica project in Cornwall and has proceeded uh, to give a further cash injection of 9 million sterling at 20p per share into Cornish Lithium. And this is for the uh, Trelever open pit uh, um, lithium mica uh, pro uh, production and processing initiative, uh, that scoping study showing a 24% IRR and a payback period of under four years with a 20-year life of mine. So making good progress there, would appear. Yeah, the only problem there is, I mean, I obviously haven't seen the uh, scoping study and I have a lot of time for TechMet. I think they're very smart. Um, I've actually been to the, the Traveller open pit. Uh, look, potentially you can make 5,000 tonnes maybe, um, but it's not enough for a, a lithium hydroxide plant or anything like that. Uh, you'd need at least 20,000. And, you know, that's the only pit they've got. It's a very small piece of land. Um, now, all of the English China clay pits, basically, bar this one small piece of land, are owned by Imeris. And I know that both British Lithium and Cornish Lithium are hopeful of getting ore from Imeris, but, you know, we've been having our own conversations with Imeris. Imeris actually have obviously woken up to the fact that they're sitting on an incredible asset here, and I don't think they're about to give it away to the other players. And I'm almost certainly going to do something of their own. They actually have a, a, a China clay pit with a similar sort of um, resource down in France, which they're looking to develop first. Uh, so the whole key to Cornish Lithium actually is Imrus. Um, and really at the moment, the other two do not have enough resource. Well, British Lithium don't have any. All they have is a, is a, is a pilot plant on how to process lithium. Um, Cornish Lithium is like, really the treble of open pit is not big enough. Um, so we'll watch this space with interest. Um, I'm not being negative. I'm simply saying that I think you need to be very clear of what's really going on down there um, and put it into perspective. But whilst on, on on lithium, actually, I think the one that and we talked about it quite a lot, Paul, is Vulcan uh, Energy uh, have done a, a fantastic deal today, haven't they? Uh, and this um, just goes on to show why we have so much uh, faith in, in Francis Whedon, who's a brilliant operator. And why we would love it to dual list in London on, on the Aquas Exchange. But Paul, tell us what's happened there. Yes, this is ASX listed geothermal lithium developer in Germany, uh, Vulcan Energy. Uh, they uh, have gotten a commitment from the automotive upstart Stellantis uh, to put in a further $76 million Australian in equity into Vulcan. And that would make Stellantis the second largest uh, shareholder of the company. And Stellantis had also extended the binding uh, lithium hydroxide offtake agreement they had previously signed, such that uh, 
it uh, will now extend uh, out by a further five years out to 2035. So obviously Stellantis both has a need for long-term committed supply for lithium hydroxide and a belief in Vulcan that they'll be able to produce it here in Europe. Uh, that is certainly the way to do it. They've done very well. Now, actually, let's stick on lithium for a bit. It's quite a lot of lithium news, actually, uh, because uh, Prem, Premier African Minerals, run by the wonderful George Roach, um, they've had some uh, news out today, haven't they, on their uh, Zulu lithium project? Yes, this is a really uh, a fundamentally a good news for, for Premier African for sure here. Suzhou TANA Ultra Clean Technology, a Chinese firm, has signed heads of uh, terms for marketing and prepayment funding for the pilot plant uh, for the Zulu Lithium uh, project Premier has down in Zimbabwe. And that uh, commitment is a three and a half million dollar down payment and, and the follow on investment up to a total of thirty five million dollars uh, in order to produce roughly forty eight thousand tons of uh, lithium pegmatite uh, concentrate cons uh, with SC6 uh, grades in them. And as such, uh, that essentially is a formal uh, commitment uh, at this point because it is signed and it further consolidates the Chinese uh, influence into the uh, Zimbabwe lithium sector for sure. Well done, Prem. But then, I mean, sticking on lithium, there was also unfortunately not such good news, wasn't there, from Leo Lithium this morning out in the ASX? Yes, that's right. They came to the ASX market yesterday as an IPO, this being uh, Leo being the spinoff of the Gulamina uh, lithium pegmatite deposit in Mali of Fire, ASX listed Firefinch. But the uh, market performance was uh, not uh, very good at all with the shares off 24% uh, from the pre-listing price of Australian 70 cents. So the company management felt uh, prompted to release a statement today to reassure investors of the value proposition behind the Gulamina pegmatite mine. And uh, it is uh, one of the large deposits in the uh, world uh, here by pegmatite terms, and it is also backed by the uh, preeminent uh, lithium chemicals uh, producer in China, Jiangxi Ganfeng. Yeah, okay. Now, also, because they're a Shanghai Mining Club client, uh, Guanajuato Silver, um, the Mexican silver producer, uh, they just put out a rather good video, haven't they? Yes, they have. Uh, the latest video interview is now out on, on the Kitco uh, news uh, site uh, on Guanajuato Silver, and the interview is with CEO James Anderson. Yeah, don't try saying that when you've had a few too many drinks. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this morning, Paul? Yes, I wanted to say a little bit about uh, inflationary capex uh, numbers that are being reported by uh, various companies now. First off, Cobalt Integrated uh, ASX company Gervois Global. They've raised their capex estimate to complete the Idaho Cobalt mine by a further 10% to $107 million, but it is still on uh, schedule for startup in September. And Argonaut Gold has uh, otherwise uh, reaffirmed their capex estimate for the Magino Gold mine, which is now two-thirds complete at this point. Yeah, I mean, look, the things that are killing mining at the moment, it's not just capex, it's also opex, because the price of energy and miners are huge consumers of energy has, of course, gone through the roof. 
the price of explosives has gone through the roof. Of course, mines are pretty big users of explosives. So there is an awful lot of inflationary pressure on the mining companies at the moment. Yes, that's right. And it will probably continue for a little while yet. We will obviously wait and see. Uh, very good. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys the weekend. I hope you enjoy the weekend, Paul. And we'll be back again next week. Very good. See you then.